People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Another edition of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I'm your co-host Joe. I am here with Matt once again. Matt, what's going on, bro? What's going on? We are here live in the 20 by 20 Ring Crew studio amidst our dual screen viewing station, as I like to to put it now. (laughs) Uh, Currently, as always, we always have wrestling on in the background, and we're watching the current edition, the November 4th Monday Night Raw um, I don't know where it's emanating from, but we got to see Brock Lesnar get the shit beat out of him with a baseball bat by the the G Mask OAT that is Rey Mysterio. <laughs> um, you know, if there was ever like um, a better example of like the phrase "adding insult to injury." Mm-hmm. All this shit going on with the WWE right now and the whole Saudi Arabia Arabia fiasco. Yeah. And now you have Rey Mysterio walking around with what seems to be a design typo on the back of his fucking shirt. So yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt and I are talking about it because he came out and Matt's like, uh, isn't, isn't that supposed to be like, you know, G-O-A-T, greatest of all time? And I said, yeah, that's how the shirt is. And Matt's like, no, no, it's not. It's G, and then the mask, and then O-A-T. And sure as shit, we pulled it up, and they showed it again on TV. And that's how it is. Um, Every, literally every other fucking instance of that kind of t-shirt design, whether it be the NBA with LeBron James, or what have you, they replace one of the letters. So I'm not sure... Who approved that design, or 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 what? But uh, talk about a fumble fuck. Well, I mean, <laughs> so uh, I mean, I I sound like I'm fucking nitpicking them, but it's come on, well, man. Well, yeah, you're a multi-billion dollar company. You can't get a fucking t-shirt, right? Yeah, that's 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 pretty that's oh, pretty yeah, bad yeah. design flaw there. Uh, by the way, they're in Uniondale, Nassau Coliseum, the the very famous Nassau Coliseum. Okay, so they're still in New York. Yeah, uh, that's where Raw is emanating. We're also watching on the main screen the November third ROH show called Unauthorized. I can finally say it. I've been having trouble saying it all fucking day. Uh, that's from Columbus, Ohio, and uh, it's a pretty interesting show because it's a lot of a lot of stuff you're not going to see in an ROH show. Usually, throughout the year, yeah. yeah. I mean, you might see a few segments here and there like this, but the whole show is very unorthodox or unauthorized. unauthorized. Yeah, so <laughs> um, pretty interesting, pretty interesting uh, show so far. Um, t-shirt designs, t-shirt designs. So Joe and I were talking. We got we got a plethora of things to talk about on the show, um, but t-shirt designs. We we can't let that just fall under the, the wayside here because. Amidst the controversy regarding T-shirts and WWE, or just WWE as a whole, uh, the T-shirt designs were one of them. Oh, you're right. And yeah. I, we we, we got to bring this up real quick. It, there was an issue with ACH, who wrestles on the name of Miles Jordan, 
uh, in NXT. And there was definitely some controversy regarding a t-shirt that was released via the WWE shop. Um, I mean, you can look it up online yourself. It's, it, I mean, it, it's pretty... It's pretty apparent what it looks like. Yeah, it, and it, it verbosely <laughs> looks like blackface. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no other way no, to put it. Yeah, no way to put it. Um, uh, WWE immediately took it, took the shirt down. It's no longer for sale. Uh, but uh, I have I, I have a problem with everything that happened. This is another one of those situations where who approved this shirt? Like who really approved this shirt? Who didn't see that? Literally, I want to say maybe 20 minutes into the story being broken initially, there were already memes going around of uh, Hulk Hogan at a laptop with <laughs> <laughs> with, with the, the image of the shirt. Like, yeah. oh, no wonder it looks like this. Um, I can see that. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's I, first of all, it was a plain-ass fucking design. I guess a lot of NXT guys have these plain-ass designs. Um, it really came down to the font, to to the fonts and to the color design. You know, black shirt with the with the red around it. I mean, it's it, it's very apparent what it looks like. Had they had gone with a different color scheme, this wouldn't be a thing. It'd just be a boring ass T shirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to go too much into this, but I was I was really disappointed, not just in, in the fact that this shirt was released, but the the reaction that it got out of with with ACH. Uh, for me, it was he took it overboard because he didn't just attack WWE, which that was fine. Okay, but he also thought it was necessary to bring Ring of Honor in and say derogatory things towards Jay Lethal. And the his issues with another company, and it was very much uh, him kind of digging his own grave because I understand being upset and 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 maybe even a little embarrassed by the situation and not wanting to get your name out for something like this, but uh, there was no reason for, to do what he, in my opinion, what he did, especially bringing Jake Lethal into the mix, who doesn't even work for WWE. He worked for a different company, and to bring him in and call him racial slurs in his own right, like that, well, to me, unprofessional, not cool, and uh, it was very, it was one of those things where you have to be careful now because you are really not getting any credibility from any race at this point. Uh, I know Booker T came out and pretty much tried to set the kids straight, and it's like, look, this... (laughs) There's ways to handle this, and that was not one of them. I mean, you sound like a, a little kid having a tantrum, basically. Um, it was, it was kind of disturbing how how fast Jordan Miles or ACH took it to such a, a high degree, and it was like you didn't need to go that far. The attacking WWE and saying, you know, because WWE came out and said that Jordan Miles basically approved it, he was okay with it. He's saying no, that that wasn't the case. He was forced into doing it, and he showed he he showed emails and all that stuff. I don't really have much of an opinion on that. That's to me, I guess that's fine. It's everything else afterwards, where it's like, why is Ring of Honor being brought into this? Why is Jay Lethal being brought into this? It was really <laughs> unnecessary, in my opinion. 
I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, you know, we live in that, unfortunately, we live in that culture where just there, everything, everybody bitches about everything now. Even mm-hmm. if it's, whether it be gigantic, monumental, or the smallest, tiniest thing. Right. And, you know, I, don't get me wrong, I understand he was offended by the shirt and he felt pressured into, you know, agreeing to the design and all that. Okay, fine. But if you had all this, this pent-up energy and, and, you know, for lack of a better term, rage or, or whatever you want to call it, anger... Um, conflict with other people or other companies why why now why choose now um, why couldn't you say something when you were working for Ring of Honor yeah you know or if there was something to do with New Japan why couldn't you say something while you were working for New Japan is it because you were afraid you were going to lose your job well what do you think would is possibly going to happen here in the WWE? Right. You know, out of all these places, I think this is probably the easiest place to get fired for doing shit like this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, that part of ACH's, uh, or Jordan Miles, Miles Jordan, whatever you want to call him, that part of his rant, I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand where his head is at completely. And, um... Shouts out to everybody who's calling him out and trying to get him straight because yeah. he he definitely needs to be tuned up. And and, and quite honestly, I, I don't think he'll listen unless it's someone he he respects. Yeah, there was uh the, after the Booker T statement, he went on Twitter and he somebody has said something bad regarding Booker T and he's like, No, 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 like, you know he he, he agree with it and I think a lot of it too was just out of pure respect for Booker T and not only that but like he also maybe came somebody might have told him like you needed to shut your mouth (laughs) just shut up like you you had an opportunity to uh, to play the victim role now now you're just a fucking martyr in in this case and it like you just you you fucked everything up now you just gotta shut up and deal with it And, and I'm gonna bring something up here and please feel free to chime in. I, I definitely want to pick your brain about this. Okay. I'm not saying this is the case, but what are the chances that ACH possibly suffers from um, kind of like a Leo Rush situation? That's what it seemed like. Where, you know, all those times he put his foot in his mouth or said some shit he wasn't supposed to say or, or do something he wasn't supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And now we're coming to find out, you know, Leo Rush is now being honest about his his battles with mental illness. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that is the case. I'm not saying that's a fact. But I think in uh, in this day and age, it definitely is a, a, a possible situation. Yeah, it, it very well could could be. But um, but either way, that to me that's not a good see, excuse. And that's <laughs> that's that's the thing. And I, I don't. I'm not gonna make. We're not gonna make this one of those podcasts. You know, this is a wrestling podcast, obviously. But like, if you do, it it is okay to not be okay. I, I firmly agree. Yeah, that. yeah, for sure. But it's also not okay to be a fucking douchebag. Absolutely. So <laughs> if you know something's wrong with you, and I have people personally in my life. 
that have mental illness problems. Same here, man. And if you don't take care of it, and you, you you're burning the bridge just like anybody else who doesn't have mental problems. Yeah. You gotta learn to you gotta you gotta learn yourself. Learn just like you gotta learn your body, how your body works. You have to learn your mind too, and that's your responsibility. He's a fucking adult. Yeah. You know. You know, ain't gonna hold your hand, but yeah, everyone well could be the situation. They really, it could be. If that's the case, hey, do what you gotta do, take care of that. But like, that's it's bullshit. And you know, what Booker T was said too. You know, he he called he called Jay Lethal an Uncle Tom. It's a derogatory name. It yep. shouldn't be said. And and Booker T has say, stated that in his career, he's been called that. And he he was very passionate about it because he he does like i dare anybody to say that to my face because always you know behind his, his back, back you yeah. know and that's what this was it was it was over the internet you know would 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 ach have the balls to say the jay lethal's face maybe maybe not i i don't know but it's something that jay lethal had nothing to do with this fucking t-shirt he should have been left alone. Yeah. And but he had nothing to do with it. You're right. But it brings me back to like, okay, he called him an Uncle Tom. If he felt like that about Jay Lethal all these years, yeah, where was it back then? Where was yeah. it when he was in Ring of Honor? Why couldn't you say it to his face then? It sounded like almost like career jealousy. Just everything pouring out. Like he had so many... Like, he uses it as a platform to vent out all of his. And hey, I mean, if you feel again, if you feel that way, don't let it sit and fester for years. Like fucking say something yeah. about it. Be vocal. Sure. Hell, who knows? It might have got you somewhere uh, different than you are now, and, and you might be uh, happier with your your station in life. You know. Yeah. Not wrestling house shows for NXT, but uh, so. But yeah, um, <laughs> that was t-shirt designs. Have not been the the best as of late for WWE. Not that you and I frequent their shop these days. No, I, you know what? To be honest with you, the last time I frequented that shop was roughly two years ago. At this point, yeah, and it was because uh, my daughter was a huge Alexa Bliss mark. Okay, and uh, there was a shirt she absolutely loved, and that was yeah, that was like Christmas two or three, maybe even three years ago at this point, but. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I don't. Stop. Not I, really for I have me. no. I have no reason to. <laughs> <laughs> um. WWE. WWE had a show Halloween night or Halloween afternoon, morning. Oh, yeah, whatever. Halloween afternoon. Uh, it was called Crown Jewel. It's just it was the second uh, second annual Crown Jewel pay per view event. Took place in Saudi Arabia. You know, it's year two of the ten year deal that they have it's called Saudi Vision I think or maybe that I don't know something something like that but yeah it's happened in Saudi Arabia real quick real quick uh, I don't want to go through the whole card but you know the good the bad the ugly there was there was bad there was ugly but there was some good parts to this um, some key matches that, that stood out to me I really liked Cesaro versus uh, Mansoor uh, I don't know much about that guy um, Mansoor but you know he he it, held his own against Cesaro. You know what? And it, 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 I'm torn. I'm torn because it was a, it was a decent match, a yeah. solid match. But we're clear. We're clearly, at least in my eyes, we're clearly looking at every time Mansoor wrestles, especially out there. Guess what? He's winning. Doesn't matter who who it's up against, what the stipulations are. 
He's just gonna win all the time. He won the battle royal. And and you know what? It's hey, that's fine. To an extent. If 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 this is gonna be uh if this is gonna be an ongoing thing, at least make it interesting, please. <laughs> he, he's a good wrestler. And, yeah, and, he, and that's what that's what kills me about. Yeah. Um he's a good wrestler, but he, here's here's what so he wins the battle royal. I'm glad you brought this up. He wins the battle royal earlier this year, I think it was in June. He beats Cesaro one on one. What's what's the the over under now? Of how long it's going to be before they okay? Next time it's it's going to be for the belt. We got to give him a belt now. Yeah. He'd be the first Saudi Arabian world champion. champion. It's like, uh, you know, it's bad enough we had, and I don't want to jump ahead, but we had a non wrestler compete for that title on the same show. Like, I don't need some rookie. <laughs> fighting for for this belt, whether no matter how I feel about the title or not. Yeah. Anyways, um, other good matches: uh, AJ Styles versus Umberto Carrillo. I really like the fact that they're pushing this guy and actually giving him these types of matches. Somebody like AJ Styles, the second time that they fought that I know of. Uh, so that was cool. The the tag team turmoil was uh, was solid for what it was. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, so the good spots. There's, there's always so much you can do when you have to put eight mini matches in one match. <laughs> you know, but like there was good spots and everything like that. I I hate the cheesy gimmick of best tag team in the world. Uh, best everything. Best everything. Yeah, I mean yeah. we. It, it is what it is. That's they play fantasy world, fantasy land all the time. Uh. And of course, you had the the match between Lacey Evans and Natalia. Uh, wasn't the greatest match in the world, but it, it, it was it was historic. It was indeed historic. First ever women's match in in Saudi Arabia. No matter how we feel about that partnership, it was it was cool to see that. It was cool to see that, and uh, you know, the crowd seemed. It, that's what was going to intrigue me. That's what intrigued me the most was how is this crowd going to accept it? There was some garbage being thrown, and you know, that's to be expected. Um, not that we're we're condoning it, but that's to be expected for that situation. But overall, it, it seemed like it got a decent pop, and over you know it was it was it was cool. And, and maybe maybe this is a step towards the progress that. We're trying to, or not we, but they're trying to do with this partnership. I don't know. I'm not putting too much stock into it right now, but it was still a cool match. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it that. It was historic. It was cool. Um, they looked like little kids wearing those big ass shirts. Wearing those big oversized t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, it w- was really interesting to me. You know, I paid attention. To be honest with you, I wa- that was the only match I watched twice. Okay. Because one, I wanted to watch the actual match, and, sure. then, and then the second time around, I went back and I watched nothing but the crowd reactions during the match, mm-hmm. there, before, during, and after. Yeah. And it was it was interesting. It was interesting to see, uh, you know, them the the cameraman cut to guys in the audience clearly holding up their phones, taking footage or pictures of the match. And then you've seen some some guys completely just disgusted, that look of disgust on their face. And then you know, obviously, a majority of the women in the audience were ecstatic, you know, cheering, clapping, yeah. chanting along. Um, but then you had a few that were just like, again, they had that look of disgust or or look of 
just them not being interested at yeah. all, you know? Yeah. Um, it was really interesting after the match, you know, uh, I, I told you uh, before we started recording that Lacey Evans is an ugly crier. Yeah. So they were crying in the ring, and then they go out, they roll out, and uh, they're kind of like slapping hands and stuff with fans at ringside. And Natalia grabs this lady who's got a, a hajib on, an older lady, mm-hmm. and you could you could see and hear the lady say, you did a very good job. And she, they were kind of like holding each other. And she kissed her. Natalia kissed her on the cheek. And that lady was so taken back. Like, oh my God. Like, she, she looked so nervous after the fact. Um, you know, I understand their their country has a different set of beliefs. But right. uh, I think Natalia was kind of... Uh, I understand she was in an emotional state. But I don't know... If, that was okay to do, you know? Yeah. So, um, interesting to say the least. Uh, again, kudos to the ladies for for handling the situation. I thought they handled it very well. And uh, I hope I hope this is the begin- beginning of uh, more progress in that, in that country. Um, and any time the, the powers that be decide, hey, we're going to invest all this money into this brand new infrastructure of culture... And it's going to be heavily influenced from Western culture. It's it's risky. It's super risky, especially in a place like Saudi Arabia, because let's face it, those people, um, those people act are quicker to act than most Americans would. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, dicey at best. Um, I still think this is the out of all the Saudi Arabia cards that have happened so far. I still think this is the the most solid one, by far. Yeah, and and that shows progress not just in that match but the the show overall. So, yeah, the fact that yeah, I could actually be entertained enough. Now, I watched I watched the show. Um, for anyone that that lived uh, in the Midwest, we we really didn't get much of a Halloween this year. Uh, Halloween decided to dress up as Christmas, man. Christmas, Shit. man. It was <laughs> it was a snowy, snowy Halloween. So, you know, I, I, you know, the I had plans to go out with the missus and then and, and you know just kind of enjoy Halloween. Sure. And it's just like it just it had that feeling of just like I don't want to do shit. Yeah, so same here, man. I just I threw on I threw on uh, Crown Jewel and I watched most of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. Uh, I watched up until the the ten man tag, which was the second to last match. Yeah. And I just like I'm not interested in this. I don't care about South Rollins and 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 Bray Wyatt. You know, congrats to Bray Wyatt; he's a new Universal Champion. Uh, I just I just wasn't I was I was turned off at this point. Um, and that's coming right after the the women's match, which I, I enjoyed for for everything that we talked about. But I just I didn't give a fuck about Hogan and Flair and and that that ten man tag. Um, what I I enjoyed those matches we talked about, and again it is progress that they're actually putting on better cards. Uh, but they're still I mentioned the bad and the ugly. You know you still have the bad. You know you still have a ten man tag team that means absolutely fucking nothing. You still have celebrity-esque style matches, in this case, Tyson Fury, for example. Um, 
where you have Tyson, Fury, Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman, which does absolutely nothing for any wrestling card. And it's here wasting time, you know, in what's supposed to be a big event. And then you have the Ugly, which was the first match of the night. And it was Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez for the WWE Championship. And I... <laughs> <laughs> I just remember being I'm 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 at my house, I have the the pay per view on, and I texted you. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, the match just started. It's the first match of the show. Yeah. And then less than five minutes later, I'm like texting Matt back. Uh, Show's over. The, match the, over. the match is over. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? What was that? It was. It was fucking ridiculous. You know, come to find out afterwards, you know, Kane. Cain Velasquez's uh, knee is pretty shot, and um, they they let him wrestle like that. And I use the word wrestle in quotation marks here, because let's face it, that was a horseshit match. Um, I still don't understand why, other than the star power. That I think that's the obvious yeah. factor here. But other than the star power that he supposedly brings to this uh, ordeal, why did they sign him when he's hurt? Why couldn't you wait? Why why couldn't you wait for him to rehab his knee? You're paying for it, by the way. Yeah. You agreed to pay for it, WWE. Yeah. So why not um, why not just fix his knee and then wait and, and figure something else out? It isn't like you you can't come up with someone else for Brock Lesnar to fucking demolish because let's face it, you, that's what you wanted to. That's all it was. Yeah. You know. So here's my thing. Here, I have I have a few few points to make. What you I'm piggyback off what you said. You're gonna bank off a guy. You're gonna give Saudi Arabia damage goods is what you're giving them. So you're, you're banking off of Lesnar versus Velasquez. Apparently, people want to see this 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 quote unquote rematch of of Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez. Like this is the this is Brock Lesnar saying uh, I, I don't know how, how much he has to to do with this because Brock Lesnar was demolished by Cain Velasquez in a UFC match nine years ago, by the way. So it wasn't like this is like recent history anymore. Right. Um, and, and we're bringing him back. Now, you want to do celebrity matches and he's not better. You know what this could have happened? WrestleMania. Yeah. Because, let's face it, we do shit like that all the time now. We have celebrity matches. You want to you do this? You want to do the rematch? Bring back Cain Velasquez and, you know, okay, can Brock exact his revenge? And then my next point is not, you know, neither at Crown Jewel nor at WrestleMania did you need to have the fucking belt. Yeah. And Kofi Kingston, yet again, was stripped of the WWE Championship for no fucking reason. Yeah. And, 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 no, and no good reason. No good reason. And, you know, now you have that guy doing absolutely nothing. He's teaming with Big E again, doing absolutely fucking nothing. And you have Brock Lesnar in a rivalry with a guy that has one fucking leg. <laughs> Who, by the way, even with two legs, guess what? He can't fucking rush he can't fucking wrestle professionally because as you as if anyone that even moderately watches wrestling you can you can sense the man is fucking lost. He's he green. Yeah. 
He doesn't know how to pick his spots. He doesn't know how to call spots. He's just he, he's just following Lesnar in this situation, and that's it's a bad thing because Lesnar doesn't know what the fuck he's doing either. It's just and now Lesnar is in a rivalry with Rey Mysterio. We all know how that's gonna end. He's gonna destroy Rey Mysterio in like thirty seconds. Why why did we why did we give him the fucking belt? I don't know. So man. like that's that's what I mean by the ugly. Like it means absolutely fucking nothing. Like even for Saudi Arabia standards, like this is it was a celebrity match with a with a fucking prop. This is like a fucking carrot top fucking stand up <laughs> bit. It's just a fucking prop. It's bullshit. And it was it was absolutely fucking ugly. I I hated every second of this. I. I wanted to stop watching after the first match. I was so fed up already, but I was like, "I'll, I'll give it. I'll, I'll give the next match a go." And luckily, it was a tag team turmoil match. Yeah, which kind of helped redeem where they were going. And and for a while, like it was like, "Man, this is a pretty solid show." But uh, man, it just it was fucking ugly uh, for the most part. That was Crown Jewel. We got to talk about more shit with Saudi Arabia. Now, Crown Jewel happened on Thursday, October 31st. It's in Saudi Arabia. I forget what city it's in, but it was in Saudi Arabia. Friday, November 1st, the next night, SmackDown is in Buffalo, New York. Now, for those who don't know, the plane ride from Saudi Arabia to Buffalo, New York is roughly 14 hours. Okay. It's a long fucking day. It's... Absolutely. It's over half your day in the air. Um, Already, already is a bad idea to book your roster to do a a next night show after a 14-hour travel time. (laughs) Already, it's a bad idea. If anybody's ever been in an airplane before, you you know that like a two-hour flight can get make you jet lagged. Oh yeah. I remember, I remember, I crashed one time on a plane ride to Florida. I crashed for like six, seven hours. Yeah, you know. So some, I mean, some people might be different. It, it, it varies, but there's always that that risk, and you're gonna make these people fucking wrestle and compete the next night. But that wasn't really all the issue, because they did for for the most of the talent there. They didn't even get a chance. To make that fourteen-hour flight right away because there was issues. They got held up. <laughs> they got held up in the country, and uh, you know, depending on who you talk to or who you want to believe, you've got uh, you've got you've got a couple different opinions as to why it happened. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't remember who released the article, but uh, one website was calling it. Uh, Vince's blood money was the re- was the problem. Apparently, uh, Saudi owes him in upwards of like ten million dollars already um, throughout this deal, and they haven't paid it paid up yet. And uh, that was part of the reason shit was shit went sideways with uh, transportation back to the states. Um, but no matter no matter what the case, no matter what you heard. Um, please, it, it, you know, if you guys have a theory as, as to what you think, contact us on social media. I would love to hear you guys, especially on Twitter. 
twitter.com slash 20x20crew. I, 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 don't, I don't have an opinion one way or another. Uh, I do feel it's bullshit, and I, I do believe that that roster has every right to be pissed. Um, you know, I've seen Carl Anderson's wife come out and speak out before he could even get to say anything about how they were held hostage there. Um, what the reason was, again, we don't know for sure. But it's a scary thought. It's a scary thought that you sign this major deal worth a lot of money with this this country, and they want what they want, and you're, you're giving it to them, obviously. And because of a small disagreement or maybe some miscommunication, you have something like this happen. What happens next? What happens the next time there's a, a miscommunication or a small disagreement? Do we see something else happen? Something does it escalate? I don't know. I don't I don't want it to go that way, but this is what I'm talking about. It is a possibility. There are people that have not been comfortable with hearing not only our opinions but opinions of the <laughs> that's every week yeah <laughs> of the uh of, of our take on on saudi arabia and that situation look we're just basing it off of what we know this is not a political show it's yeah, not a political I, podcast know, yeah but uh saudi arabia has reputation for a reason and just leave it at that um, you have you have issues with talent not wanting to go there to begin with, and now this shit happens. And you're in a foreign country, whether it's Saudi Arabia or if it's anywhere. You you're in a place where you can't just drive away and go home. Right. You're at the mercy of of that country to to let you out of there, basically, and it's. It's it's a it's a scary situation to where, one, how long is it going to be till you get home, and and you know what's what what's what's happen what's going to happen to us, you know, and so you safety safety has always been the number one issue when dealing with the the Saudi Arabia situation and WWE, and Vince is in it's in a situation now where he's. He's going to do one of two things. And one of two things is going to happen to him. He's either going to potentially have a backlash where people are just like, I don't want to go. And he's going to have a hard time booking talent. Or he's going to have to dig up the legal aspects of, of, of his role in, in that company and say, well, I'm your boss. I'm making you fucking go to the show. Um, and by doing so, what does that do for that talent? And wanting to stay with that company that's making you go to a place that you're not so comfortable being in anymore. And let's face it, I, I all my years watching wrestling and, and you know hearing dirt sheets or you know whatever Dave Meltzer has to put out there in the universe, you know things of that nature. Anyone who's ever come across a story about breach of contract, the talent is never happy, and it's it's always to the point where it does go to court and. No one wins. No one wins. You know, I just got done listening to uh, the the latest edition of the Arn Anderson podcast, 
at the time of this recording. So like episode 4, episode 5, whatever it is. And they talk about when uh, when Ric Flair had issues with WCW and Eric Bischoff. And that whole ordeal where Bischoff threatened to sue him for breach of contract because he was supposed to show up on uh, an edition of Thunder. Mm-hmm. And he was he thought he was on vacation. He went to go see uh, Reed wrestle in a tournament. And he had asked for the time off and... He thought there was no issues, and then next thing you know, they're telling him like, "You have to go, you have to come back. You got to be in, you know, here on Thunder." And he's like, "I'm not fucking going." Um, but my point here is, it it, it it didn't work out for either party right. in the end, and um, that's what you're gonna see here. If if you have talent that are unhappy or are afraid of their life. I could easily see this going into a legal issue. Like, hey, I fear for my life one way or another. I don't feel comfortable performing there specifically. I don't want to go. Am I, you know, are you going to sue me for breach of contract? If so, I guess we go to court. Because let's face it, if I was in that situation, fuck that. I'm not going one. Yeah. And two, if it, if it, hurts me financially guess what i guess it hurts me financially but i i won't be going there if it costs me my job with the organization then it costs me my job it's not like there are in other places that i can't go wrestle now yeah exactly uh yeah you know what it's it, it just lead, it just leads to too many fucking problems for me and unfortunately for that wwe roster they got eight more years at least yeah. To put up with the shit, <laughs> unless Saudi Arabia continues to not pay them, then maybe. Well, yeah. And again, <laughs> I bring up breach of contract. Yeah. But how does that happen? I mean, yeah. I I can't think of anything off the top of my head where you have a, a global version or like you know breach of contract on the global stage. I don't know how that works. I, I, I'm not a lawyer. I want to hear from all the people that told me how great this is for business. <laughs> they owe him, was it $10 million? I heard at least $10 mil. They're, they're behind $10 million. All that money he's making, they're not, they're, it's just $10 million that's that's left off the table. Yeah, man. So, shut shut up. <laughs> Good for business. Um, we're watching WWE Raw. Who, who is this Carolina chick? Who is that? Uh, Carolina. I'm not sure who's under the mask, to be honest with you. Okay. So um, I was trying to look her up, and I, I can't find shit. She's teaming with uh, Sin Cara uh, against Andrade and... Zelina Vega. Yeah, that was a really ugly bump there. Yeah. Cross body. Yeah, I'm not sure where she's from. I, I, won't, I don't think she was in any of the Mae Young Classics. I could be wrong about that because I don't remember every participant, but okay. she doesn't seem she doesn't seem uh, familiar at all. Unless this is someone already on the roster and they're just they throw a mask Good on mask, them. Sure. You know? uh, another on the other uh, TV, Ring of Honor Unauthorized, we got Josh the Goods Woods versus Mark Briscoe in a. Uh, in a match in which, if they kick out of a pin, their tag team partner must take a shot. And and both of their tag team partners are doing commentary with one another. Yeah. And uh, for Mark Briscoe, obviously, it's his brother Jay. And then for Josh Woods, 
it's Silas Young, which they actually have a pretty cool T-shirt out. I like, I do like that design on yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so this, this is good. Again, this is like a really like fun and free style of. It's kind of a free style of 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 just a wrestling show. It's still good wrestling. It's just unique from what they usually do. Um, a couple of things before we go on the break here. Uh, let's let's go. Let's switch in the Ring of Honor real quick here. Sure. You have the situation with Ring of Honor right now, and you know we we t- I talked about it, I talked to you about it the other day with uh, the the TV tapings. They're doing less. They're doing less dates now. They're not even doing TV tapings anymore. So if you watch the TV show, uh, it is not the the same as it used to be. Right. You know, it's Change the format. It's more you know. Of think of MLW or think of PCW Ultra Mutiny, where it's highlights, a lot of highlights. Think of maybe even the old ECW Hardcore TV sure. aspect. Although they are showing complete matches, uh, but they it is just tour matches. So they're basically relying more on the streaming service more than anything. Which I don't. I'm not saying that's a bad idea, but. You can see that there's definitely some problems within ROH right now. But then there is a shit that happened with Joey Mercury where things got really personal. And again, much much like uh, the whole ACH or Jordan Miles thing, it seemed misplaced. Yeah. You know, it's one thing. So Ring of Honor um, lets Joey Mercury go. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was a coach for the dojo. He ran the dojo. Okay. Um, so they let him go, and obviously he's pissed. And, you know, I would be too. I'm not faulting him for that. Sure, but sure. what he does next, it, it, it's again, it's so out of place. There, There is no place for it. You're the one that got let go for whatever reason, and I'm not saying it was right or wrong. But don't involve anyone else. And immediately, right off the bat, he takes to social media and he posts, he gets three people involved who who have nothing to do with this. Bandito, Shane Taylor, and PJ Black. And he divulged that all three of those guys apparently are not going to be re-signed by Ring of Honor for whatever reason. And when their contracts are up. So now you have those three guys finding out through social media of all places that they're going to be let go. <laughs> and then before he takes his next step, he actually gets consent. And I don't know why he, he did it, but he took the time to get consent from Kelly Klein, who is the current Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. And uh, she gave him email, access to emails, and uh, communications between her and the general manager. I don't remember the, the gentleman's name right off the top of my head, but he's the general manager of Ring of Honor. And it, it more or less, um, it was to bring about a point that the Ring of Honor talent are working in like an unsafe working environment. There's no protocol for concussions according to to the talent and it was verified by Kelly Klein um, there was also you know discrepancies in pay which 
through the emails that you got to see online for yeah. anybody who looked, it was divulged that Kelly Klein is only making $24,000 a year. It's just insane. It's insanely yeah, low. Yeah. For what it's worth, when I worked with Matt at our, our previous 9 to 5 years ago, mm-hmm. working part-time, I made more money than Kelly Klein yeah. in a year. Um, that's... For for a wrestler, that's that's jack shit. Yeah. Hopefully, they're you know they're comping her hotel, the travel and travel yeah. and things like that because otherwise she's not bringing home jack shit. So by the time you know after taxes and what she was costing, I mean she she might see like thirteen fourteen thousand a year if she's lucky. Gross. Yeah, gross. Know, or yeah. Not, I should say net actually, but yeah, I mean it's. That is insanely low. Um, and I know these people get to work other companies, but that is insanely low. And then, you know, to add another layer to this onion, you have a statement in those emails from that general manager stating, maybe we should keep this between ourselves, meaning him and Kelly Klein, because he doesn't want it to get out that that's what she's being paid because then he'll have to pay the, the other women on the roster that same rate. Meaning they make less than Kelly Klein. Yeah, um, that's that's unfortunate. It really is for for what is supposed to be legitimately the second and maybe now third overall independent company in the yeah. country, maybe even the world. You that's that's just horrible. I think I think for sure. I think it has to go without saying that they're they're definitely no longer number two. Uh, they don't have. The, the it all depends how you mean number two. Yeah, well, well. <laughs> I, I I hate I hate this conversation because I just I want Ring of Honor to 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 succeed and, and you so know, do I. Man. They were doing so well, but you hear you you know throughout the year throughout throughout the you know we start out the year praising them like oh man they signed Bandito they signed PJ Black you know they signed um, Juice Robinson you know as well as you know. A plethora of other guys. They got roosh throughout the year, and it looked like things were going like, "Hey, they survived the the loss of the elite. They lost, they the the, the loss of SCU and, and things of that nature." And then you hear, and then you hear things like, "New Japan wrestlers don't like working," which, for, for which should Honor. have been a really big red flag. Yeah, you're reflecting on it now. Yeah, so I mean, New Japan's out. Uh, although they never officially said anything, but New Japan's out. NWA, they were doing partnerships with them. They pulled out abruptly. Um, you have really, a, a, it just feels like a dying breed. And I, I say that, but then I'm watching these shows. I'm wa- we're watching Unauthorized. I watched uh, uh, the experience from, that was the November 2nd show. And good fucking show. Great, great fucking card. But nobody's watching. People aren't watching. And I get it's it's a time where it's popular to be an AEW fan. Everybody knows AEW and all that stuff. But, you know, other companies are finding ways to get get viewerships. And Ring of Honor is just kind of finding ways to lose viewership. <laughs> so it, it, during a time when, you know, Mark Haskins is another guy that they, they signed um, this year. And, and it just... It just continues to, to drop, and I just I hate hearing things like that. And there's a part of me that 
that feels maybe just maybe it's uh, you know that was more sour grapes from from Joey Mercury than anything. But if there's a truth behind that, this is this is really bad for business. Absolutely, yeah. And at this point, you know, him mentioning whomever's getting let go in the next couple months that pales in comparison in comparison to. You know the the health and well being of your talent. You 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 know you should have a concussion protocol, yeah, in place. I mean, you, there's you, no excuse for that. There's no excuse. Um, never mind money and shit. Yeah. You've got to have healthy talent first and foremost. But, I yeah. but but you know what? I, I was trying to explain this to my daughter. I hate to say this this way because it's probably going to come out with me sounding like an asshole, but. You're an independent company. You only have so much in your budget. Of course, they're going to pay someone like Dragon Lee way more than someone like Kelly Klein. And I'm not saying it's a it's a gender thing. I'm not saying it's this is a case of sexism. I just think Dragon Lee is much more highly regarded than a Kelly Klein. It is what it is. Yeah. But that's going to be any business. But but my my kid brought up a good point way before I could in the conversation. Okay, and she's like, "Dad, they're owned, aren't they owned by Sinclair Media?" And I said, "Absolutely, they are." And she's like, "That's what makes this bad. That's what makes this bad because look how how much money that company has. This is one of their properties. Either they don't know what they're getting into." Or they do know what they're getting into, and they're clearly giving Ring of Honor talent the shaft. You should have enough money to sit there and pay these people more than they're paying them. Even if it's just Kelly Klein and, and the women. Yeah, and if you know if if they're not if that's if this is the case, I mean this is really the beginning signs of uh. You know, this is almost like stage one, stage two, yeah, of a of a, of a deadly disease that they just they're dying, that they are dying, and it's when your when your parent company is, is no longer supporting you in ways that they originally were. Uh, yeah, it's 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 bad. You know, we we heard we heard shit like this with the Bucks. Of not getting paid what they wanted, and you know, in my head I'm thinking like it probably was an obscene amount that they wanted. I don't know what the number was. I don't know if they ever said what the number was, but I, I mean it. That maybe maybe we should have known about it even back then. You know, Possibly during those negotiations. Again, you know, there's no doubt about it, the Young Bucks at that time and even now one of the hottest commodities in pro wrestling. I get that. And, you know, you, you got even WWE that was offering them, you know, contracts. But uh, it just sucks. It, it, it's it's a horrible thing to think about that Ring of Honor is, is losing steam that way. Because, I mean, this is this is some of the best wrestling in the world, period, bar none. You know, I, 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 would, I would put Ring of Honor against any AEW card. Because, again, that's the popular popular one these days sure <laughs> i put up against any any aew card and if you were going just wrestling alone it, it definitely definitely can compete with any card that they're putting together and that's not a shot at aew that's just letting you know how good ring of honor still is uh hopefully hopefully they get their shit together um 
and uh, and, and and continue to to become be, you know to continue to be the company that you know you that Joe and I have always known them to be. Um, there's other things I want to talk about, but let's actually take a time out here. Yeah, speaking and, of getting shit together. Yeah, get shit together. We're going to get our shit together and then <laughs> hopefully pay some bills. And uh, So yeah, we'll be back with the second half of the show. Stay tuned. This edition of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew has been brought to you by Amazon. Get your Amazon Prime subscription today. You get unlimited music, unlimited ebooks, unlimited movies, and TV shows available through their Amazon Prime subscription, as well as free two-day shipping on many products through Amazon.com, as well as, in certain areas, one-day shipping. So if you are an impatient person like me, you can get one-day shipping. Is that right, Joe? Yeah, don't forget the uh, unlimited photo storage, too. I think that's pretty uh, oh, absolutely. I don't have anything on my photo storage as of yet. At least nothing I could share with the public. But Ooh. <laughs> it's photos of me and Kenny Omega. Are you jealous? I, I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it. Tell them where to go. I that's all I got to say. You can find more information on Amazon Prime subscription through us. And by doing so, you'll help us here at the show. You don't have to pay anything extra. You sign up for Amazon Prime through us. You get 30 days buy out Amazon Prime. You can cancel anytime. We still get the love from Amazon. Go ahead and check us out at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon. Thank you again for hanging in there with us, ladies and gentlemen. Um, episode 86 continues on. Um, again, we have wrestling on in the background. Uh, we're watching ROH Unauthorized, which is a, a complete card booked by the one and only Cole Cabana, making it unauthorized. And uh, we just watched... Dragon Lee and Roosh, who are both brothers, um, take on lifeblood in the form of Hot Sauce Tracy Williams and Mark Haskins. Uh, Roosh and Dragon Lee are are victorious here, and um, it was a hell of a match. Uh, there was a good like three to four minute spot where it looked like a fucking squash match, though, man. I I didn't uh, I did not expect that part, but. Um, Still, still pretty, pretty, pretty interesting show. Um, <laughs> I, I really don't see Ring of Honor um, kind of subscribing to this all the time, but uh, this, this is refreshing. Yeah, it is. You know, it's refreshing, and uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll see Cole Cabana get to book some more stuff for them in the future here. Yeah, I mean, they got to do something. They got to do something to to get back on track. And, and it, it, by by that I, I it means promoting it, doing something, you know, doing something to stand out because the wrestling's there. The wrestling is is definitely there. Um going back to I, I you know, I, my mind's always going. So I actually thought of more things I didn't want to talk about. Please. Um let's go back to WWE real quick here couple things we don't we don't have to take the rest of the time and talk about this but uh first of all disappointed this time of year usually by now i have the new the new video game uh i don't have it this year this time around this time around uh, i'm talking about wwe 2k20 the reason why is because 
uh, and I don't blame WWE for this because I don't know how much they have. They're actually part of the game making part of it. I, th- I think they're pretty much just you. Here's our license. Um, so I'm gonna blame 2K on this, and and 2K decided it was okay to release a game that wasn't finished yet. Oh no! Uh, it is. It is for for most people out there. It is. It is not a playable game. Uh, there's t- there's gonna be glitches in games, but then there's unplayable parts, literally unplayable parts that doesn't load up. Situations where guys are falling inside the ring. Um, AI is completely just all over the place. I mean, wow. it, it is. It's something like what? What did you, like? Who who missed this? It's it's like the T-shirt <laughs> shit all over again. Like, did you guys not test? You guys do not know what beta testing is. Yeah, right. Did, did we did we miss that? Uh, yeah, to the point that for Sony, and I don't know if they're still doing this, but for people especially that bought it at launch, Sony was giving full refunds. Holy to shit! The, for the game, yeah, it was. It's that unplayable. That bad. Wow. Uh, so I do not have WWE 2K20 yet. I do look forward to playing it at some point, but I'm gonna wait to when they decide to release a finished product. Um, yeah, that's my gripe about WWE 2K20 right now, uh, because I do look forward to it every year. I'm a big video game fan. No matter how I feel about the product, it's usually a, a pretty good game. Uh, WWE Saudi Arabia show happened. Guys couldn't make it, right? Right. SmackDown hits, those guys, they're still not there. So, WWE pulled an audible. They call it an audible. Very good audible. My, I was just going to say, my opinion, that audible, they scored a touchdown with that one because... They scored four touchdowns. The, <laughs> <laughs> they What they did was they, they made a phone call to their NXT branch and they brought NXT to SmackDown. Now it was what what Joe means by that. The previous week, that would be the October whatever show, sure, twenty fifth show, something like that. Yeah. Uh, of SmackDown, they did a a viewership of eight hundred eighty eight thousand viewers. Okay, not that impressive compared to standards, regular standards. Uh, this past Friday, the November first episode of SmackDown with that featured NXT, it made two point five million viewers, which is roughly about four times the amount, uh, four times more than than what they did the previous week. It's insane. I mean, to be fair, and it's not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not going to get take them off the hook here, but they did have a a, a change in channel for one night only for that for that tw- October 25th episode. They were bumped because of the World Series, uh, so they they weren't on Fox. They were on FS1, but I don't I don't let them off the hook. Uh, no, I, I, I wouldn't either. Uh, NXT, NXT takes over. NXT takes over. You get matches like uh, the main event was was uh, Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan for the NXT Championship. 
fucking crazy to even think. Belt or not, I mean. Yeah, oh, right, right. Book that. You got Shayna Baszler taking out the 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 uh, WWE SmackDown Women's Champion, as well as Alexa Bliss and then Sasha Banks. You have Keith Lee and Matt Riddle there. You have, I mean, it there's all night, all night with this shit. <laughs> and finally, you're bringing that that real sports feel. Guess what? It's there now on SmackDown for one night only. Um, and now we're seeing though. That NXT brand coming to Raw. On the we're watching the man face to face in in some sort of uh, interview setting with uh, the NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler, and uh, it looks pretty fucking intense. And we also to, uh, the 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 November fourth episode, the same the same show. We're gonna see uh, Adam Cole defend the NXT Championship against Seth Rollins. So was this? Are they so in your in your in your mind? Because I'm I'm not telling you to what the fuck is going on here. <laughs> it's Gary Juster. Uh, <laughs> we're watching Ring of Honor unauthorized. There is uh, some really fucked up match about to happen that is involving cameramen and producers, uh, senior <laughs> senior. Officers in the Ring of Honor and uh, and their commentating team, or at least part of it. So this is Eric Bonnie. He's going to be part of this match. Todd Sinclair, I don't think is going to be part of it. I I read I read the card that happened thanks to our uh, friends over at CageMatch.net. Um, Todd Sinclair, <laughs> senior referee, is also part of this match. This is what I mean by the the goofiness of the show. <laughs> but you know, fuck it, it's wrestling. Who cares? Like it's. These things happen. Um, Survivor Series is happening in November. I, I don't know the exact date, but late November. It's, it's, I think it's the Sunday before Thanksgiving. They already announced well before this, all this happened. It's going to be Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Was this something that was already going to happen to an extent? Because NXT is now going to be involved in the Survivor, Survivor Series this year. Is going to be Raw versus SmackDown. Is usually what they're doing now. NXT is involved because NXT is a essentially a, a regular brand now because it's on TV. Uh, was it something that they were going to do, and it was just like, hey, right, you know, we're going to pull the trigger on it a little bit faster, or did they get really fucking lucky? I want everybody to take a minute and just hear me out. Okay. And, and I know I'm going to get some heat for some of this shit, but hey, this is how this is how I feel. I want you guys to to think, all you WWE marks, who's working for the company right now? Bruce Pritchard, right? <laughs> you can say what you want about that guy, and and believe me, there are a, a lot of varying opinions. And I don't, I don't subscribe to any one opinion of him. But uh, I think, I think it's a little bit of both. Because let's face it, logically, you have the progression of the product. You, you're, you're. It's inevitable. Eventually, you're going to somehow. It's like a fucking Venn diagram. 
and that third circle is NXT, somewhere along the lines, it's going to coincide with the other two circles. They're going to overlap. Yeah. It's just how and when. And because of this whole Saudi Arabia thing, they stepped up, they took center stage for once, and now whoever wasn't aware of NXT to that degree, they are now. Two and a half million people are very, very fucking familiar with NXT, whether they want to be or not, because they tuned into SmackDown. Yeah. And I think that's that's the other part. That's the look part. It, it just so happens that it happened that way. And it's a shame that it happened that way, because you and I both know, and everybody else who watches NXT on the regular, that they're fucking stacked to the gills with talent, you know? I bring Bruce Pritchard into this because, let's face it, this isn't the first time he's been part of the company where shit like this has happened. Where something takes off, and it's almost out of sheer luck. Yeah. You know? And then we have to hear about it on his podcast. Well, if you choose to listen, about how um, he takes credit for it to, to some degree. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be very minuscule. It could be, you know, 110%. But... Um, I think that's I think that's what this is I think that's that's what's going to happen I I think in the coming weeks and and months and years you are going to hear Bruce Pritchard come out and say hey I I had a lot to do with that it was it was my decision or decisions and and what have you and hey whether whether he was or he wasn't it doesn't make a difference to me what matters to me is that Anybody who wasn't watching or paying attention to NXT, they finally have that level of audience that they deserve. Because they, shit, for the longest time now, they've been the far superior brand. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just, again, it's refreshing to see those guys on national TV on a platform like SmackDown. Doing yeah. what they're doing, and, and obviously now they're on Raw. They're, you know, we got the Street Profits out there with um, Carrillo talking to the the original club or the only club, whatever the fuck they're calling themselves these days. <laughs> Best tag team in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a cup to prove it. But uh, yeah, I think that's what it, what it was and what it is, and and I think. It's going to continue to be that way because let's face it, the the results of all this, yeah, you can't ignore it now. Yeah, Vince McMahon can't ignore it. Vince McMahon is now forced. This is why we're watching this kind of raw, and and undoubtedly, even if it's leading up to, including, and maybe the the week after, uh, Survivor Series, mm-hmm. you will at least get that where there's a, a very healthy mingling of NXT talent. After that, I'm not going to sit here and say that they're going to stay stay that way, only because everybody who's watched that product gets disappointed, meaning the WWE, not NXT. Right. We get disappointed week after week because, you know, any momentum going forward with anything good they do, they immediately just fucking stop it. They, they somehow find a way to fucking ruin it. So, I'm not going to hold my breath. But that's what I feel. 
regardless of luck or or uh, you know it was already going to happen or what have what have you, I knew this was going to happen. The the fact that um, you know NXT was going to eventually show up on Raw and SmackDown sometime this month because of Survivor Series. I always it just it's one of those things where you continue to fear what's going to happen because NXT is now mingling with the lesser brands. And I know people are gonna roll their eyes like we talking about Raw SmackDown on the higher brands. No, they're not. In talent, they're not. In name, sure, whatever. I don't you know, that's fine. But in talent, there's a reason why even WWE plugs NXT as wrestling without the bullshit because it's no bullshit style of wrestling um and I just I, I I'm not a fan of them doing these types of things but you know it's that's part of the problem of them being a WWE entity is that eventually they're gonna fall under the guidelines of every other WWE entity especially now that it's a major major group and I, I love NXT. I, I don't buy into this Wednesday Night Wars, though, because I don't feel it's going to be as tough of a battle for AEW as many have thought of it originally because I don't trust that company. I don't, I don't trust that company to not fuck things up. <laughs> um, and I, I, trust, I fully trust the talent. But you know, for everyone out there says, "Oh, it's going to be better." Triple H only runs it. Triple H only runs it. Look, Triple H falls in line just like everybody else. Yeah, at the, it's anybody, not his company, right? Anybody will tell you. At the end of the day, Vince McMahon signs off on all this shit. Yeah. So, yeah, Vince McMahon. You know, I don't know who exactly does it per se, but it's still Vince McMahon that, in, in one way, shape, or form, he's the one to sign Triple H's checks. So it's just that's just how it fucking works. It's not. I don't. It doesn't matter how much of, of, of Triv is Triple H's baby. It's still Vince McMahon's company, and that's just how it's gonna work. Um, if you really think about it, and it's it's taken over by let's say Stephanie, it's gonna run be run exact same same way. She's a split image of her father, who doesn't seem any fucking problems in anything that they that they do, and that's that's the problem. When you don't see yourself as the fucking problem. Um, as far as what they did, it was cool. But I, I, I liked it and I didn't like it for that fact. Because it's like, okay, now there's going to potentially be mingling with lesser talent. You know, like uh, Tommaso Ciampa facing The Miz. Tommaso Ciampa has no business being in the ring with somebody as shitty as The Miz. <laughs> and, and, and wasting his fucking time. I mean, he might as well wrestle a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's. Oh man, I think you just uh, inadvertently brought back wrestling buddies. Yeah, <laughs> that's who I'd rather see him wrestle. Wrestle that. Yeah. Wrestle those 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 fucking stuff. Those plushies. And wrestle the fucking Miz. Um. I, yeah. I, it's it's. I hope that it, by the end of November, by the end of Survivor Series, everybody goes back to where they belong. And stays there for a while, at least until like Mania season, which I know is right around the corner after the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah, uh, I just I don't put a lot of stock into 
to what happened. I, to me, I, I find it more of luck of what happened on Friday night. Um, but again, four times the amount of viewers. When, when people knew, because for anyone that says, like, well, how did they know that NXT was going to be on there? You knew. You knew that most of that talent wasn't going to be on SmackDown. Yeah. Because they were stuck in Saudi Arabia. You knew it. Because you weren't watching it the fucking week before. <laughs> so you can't tell me, like, oh, I didn't know. You yeah, knew. Yeah, it was less. I think the viewership was, like, 200,000 less than uh, than the 800 mark. So I think it was, like, six 674, somewhere in there, for the week, week previous. I will say this, though. Uh, not only is AEW still beating NXT every week, but apparently AEW is now beating SmackDown. So what they, the replay. Yeah, what they did, they had a replay. It was an extended version of AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite, which featured footage that happened off air in the original broadcast. Okay. And so essentially, you had like um, just like little bits of camaraderie and stuff between Cody and the Bucks and, and what have you, and like they were throwing out gear to the fans and what have you. Um, that was the only real difference in the broadcast, but it still shattered the amount of viewers that Friday Night SmackDown did as it aired. So, mm-hmm. um, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy that uh, a t-shirt company could do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, we talked a lot about WWE. That's, uh, more, that's more, more than I cared to, but yeah, hey, you know, and it wasn't these, all bad. I, I we, again, these things happen. We we, we caught it like we see it, and uh, you know there were some good parts of it. I I do applaud them for what they did with SmackDown, but again, I have my my reservations of this. Again, we are watching uh, the November fourth edition of WWE Raw. Currently, you see the OC uh, taking on the team of Umberto Carrillo and the Street Profits. And then we are also watching ROH Unauthorized, Main Event Time, Dan Math versus PCO in an unsanctioned match. And I want to bring up unsanctioned matches because I have a problem with AEW right now. Oh, shit. Here um, we go. Flip the table. And I brought this up months ago about the win-loss records. And it, it was something that... It dawned on me a f- couple of weeks ago on an episode of AEW Dark. Okay. It was Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela in an unsanctioned match. Unsanctioned match, match yeah. And they continued to bring up the fact, I think it was Jim Ross and Excalibur doing commentary, that this was, because it's unsanctioned, wins and losses don't count. And now, uh, by the way, for those listening to this, this is your, it is the eve of AEW Full Gear. Is, yeah. that, is that the right name? I always yeah, forget full, the name. Yeah, it's full gear. I always want to say Full Frontal, and I was like, "That's that's a, <laughs> that's a different show. That's for After Hours." <laughs> oh my god! Um, <laughs> oh shit! Uh, well, it's it's gonna be live Saturday, September 9th. Nope, November 9th. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> November 9th. Two months, two months ahead of our. It's all right, full behind. frontal. It's, yeah, full yeah. frontal was September 9th. Live <laughs> Saturday, November 9th. Um, on pay per view. Uh, also, uh, Bleach Report Live is also going to be film, uh, doing it. 
I don't know. I know there's going to be a fight, but I don't know if they're going to be here in the States or if that's just international only. But uh, AEW Full Gear, it's happening. Uh, it's happening in uh, Baltimore. And uh, one of the matches now, it has already been Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. But now that's an unsanctioned match, too. I have a problem with them. Like, this is like the second unsanctioned match in a month's time. And I believe there was another one that I'm missing of unsanctioned matches. Yeah, you're missing one. I can't yeah. think of it right off the top of my head. And to, to me, this is kind of a cheap cop-out to avoid the whole win-loss record. Well, you and I were talking about this before Dynamite started happening. Yeah. And, you know, we, we did. We both had doubts of, like, hey, what are they going to do when they run into an issue? Well, now we know. Yeah. It's going to be an unsanctioned match. <laughs> and and you know what? I, I'll, give it to, I'll give it to them that it, it is a creative way to solve this problem. Um, because us fans still get a quality match. It yeah. just doesn't count towards the rankings. Um. But you're right. I, I could see where people are going to be like, hey, this is kind of a half-assed way of doing things. Yeah. Um, the only reason I say it that way is because when I think about it, I don't know what else I would do. I don't know what I would do differently. Um, in, unless you're, you're adding it as like a stipulation. Like, okay... Um, you know, we're running into a problem with the rankings. We need this to happen this way. Well, what are we going to do about it? Well, maybe we put that that win loss, like a, a like some sort of a bonus or a stipulation on your win loss record. If you win this match, you get two points or, or something like that. Sure. But then you're, it's not really a solution. You're just compounding the problem down the line. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what else I would do different. Um, <laughs> I'm curious as as to what all of you, the listeners, think about this. I'd be really interested to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah, what what solution would you guys come up with? Because I I don't have a solution. To me, I'm old school wrestling where wins losses matter, but they they're not. It's it's, it's not, not like con- pro sports. It's, it's not concrete. Yeah, it's not concrete. It's, yeah, it, you know, it, to me, you could lose. You could lose. Ooh, that's a bad bump. Uh, you could took it like a champ. <laughs> You could lose, you know, you could, you go on a losing streak, but then you come out hot for a month's time or whatever, and you're automatically now at least in the conversation to be yeah. next in line for a champion. Those things happen. But also, what about things like, uh, I'm not saying they do a Royal Rumble match, but like, you know, things of that nature where winning in it automatically gets you a, a shot at, at a bell. I mean, there's like, oh, well, you. You only won this match, so it doesn't count for anything. Like part of pro wrestling, sometimes is that is that uh, almost like skepticism that somebody actually deserves to be there in the first place, and then they're actually given a shot, and it's like, oh, they you know they shocked the world. You know this this whole ranking system. You know it's very pro sports like. It's hard to do that when you are it, it is. a, a kayfabe company. It's hard to keep up with, man. <laughs> it is hard to keep up with. And the only reason I know that, I know that in my heart of hearts is because growing up, when I would sit and play with my action figures, 
it was always wrestling. Yeah. And and uh, this this is the type of shit I used to think about. Yeah. When I was you know eight, nine, ten years old, trying to figure out how do I book this guy against this guy and how do I make it yeah. matter. Um, yeah. So. I've been I've been there I've been there in my mind ages ago, but I've been there. Not not only that, but like you know, you you have somebody like like a like a Pac, who's already had issues with losing matches. What happens when he starts losing matches, and it's like okay, well, you know, you're 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 in negotiations with the contract, and you say, well, I'm, but but the problem is I'm ten and twenty right now. You know, you can't book me anything good because I'm I'm ten. 10 wins under 500 or 30. <laughs> right, you right. Know, it's like, it, it's like, so it's like, you know, are you going to put me on some kind of hot streak or am I just going to be like win some, lose some kind of thing? And it just, it, it leads to too many, too many problems. And I don't like the unsanctioned thing for everything. Kenny Omega and John Moxley for this pay-per-view, it works because they've, let's call it, let's, let's face facts. They've shown that they're going to go hardcore. But it's another thing about unsanctioned matches that they are hardcore themed matches. It seems like they're all hardcore. Yeah. So uh, again, you know, I, I think I think for now this is what they're doing, and hopefully they they come up with uh, something else to to keep us guessing because if this is the only way they're approaching the situation, they're they're bound to get into some shit sooner. Or yeah, later. you're gonna run into some problems uh, for sure. Um, regardless, AEW Full Gear, again, that is Saturday, November 9th. <laughs> Baltimore, Maryland. Um, as of this recording, we don't have a full card. Uh, I'm, I'm certain that's the November 6th edition of Dynamite will announce the rest of the card. Uh, right now, again, you got Omega versus Moxley on Sanction Match. You have, uh, Jesus Christ. Cody versus Jericho for the AEW heavyweight title. Yes, thank you. I, I was too busy watching Dan Math and PCO bang their heads against a fucking guardrail like a bunch of idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not do that, guys. <laughs> um, you have the, those two matches. You have Ortiz and Santana of the Inner Circle versus the Young Bucks in a tag team match. I don't believe there's any stipulations to that. I think it's a straight tag yeah, match. Yeah, not that I know of. Uh, and then Adam Page versus Pac. That is, uh, that's happening again. Oof. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's happening Saturday, November 9th. I, I don't know why I can't get the, get this right. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you with got AEW. full frontal in your mind. Full that frontal, would, that yeah. That would throw me off, too. I can need a third screen so I can watch full frontal. <laughs> 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 uh, um, speaking of Saturday shows... Uh, let's let's wrap up the show with with some good wrestling. Oh man, it was so fucking good. Uh, we're talking about the show that happened uh, Saturday, November second, from the Cicero Stadium in Cicero, Illinois, just right outside of Chicago. It was MLW's first ever pay per view Saturday night super fights, uh, and it's. Uh, it was something that you and I didn't get to watch live. Long story short, we had things that were going on that day. I was ghost hunting. Happy early birthday to my partner here. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Uh, and, you know, I, he's he's one of those guys that was blessed and cursed with a with a birthday in November. 
right around Turkey Day. Yeah, so don't don't it, throughout, <laughs> throughout the month give him some birthday love because I don't want to see him get lost in the shuffle. Um, MLW Saturday Night Super Fight again, this first ever pay per view uh, that they put on. I mean, just absolutely wonderful, wonderful uh, card here. Speaking of cards and super fights, I am going to take the opportunity. I don't do this very often in this manner, but okay. I find it very relevant. This segment of the show, sponsored by Super Fight the Card Game. You can get it on our website for episode 86. I will put it in the merch section. Even if you're not a a person that plays card games, you have to play this game. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, It comes with all kinds of expansion decks, and they're not like overpriced or anything. They're very reasonably priced, but... At least get the base deck. I think it's like a hundred and some odd cards, and you literally are having a super fight with your friends. Um, there's like all kinds of superhero powers and mm-hmm. and fucked up weapons <laughs> and characters from all sorts of pop culture. It's a fucking blast and a half, and it will be on the merch page for episode eighty six. I guarantee it. But back to our super fight. MLW's Saturday Night Super Fight. It was everything I wanted it to be, and then some. But, you yeah. know, just talking about the card before it actually happened, mm-hmm. I was so fucking stoked. I was like, man, from top to bottom, this sounds like it's going to be a damn good show. Absolutely. And, and for me, they did not disappoint. I was I was so enthused with with what happened. Um, Cicero was fucking rocking. Oh my god, that place. They, they apparently uh, either came close to being sold out or sold out. It's a small venue, but there was close to 3,000 people there. And um, you and I were there, um, the, well, the last time we were there was for a doubleheader. It yeah. was a progress show and an evolved show. Yep. And that place does not disappoint, man. I fucking love that venue. But, um, dude, let's run it down. Match by match. I want to talk about every fucking match. Yeah, let's do that. The opening bout, uh, Texas Tornado match. What a hell of a way to start the show. Uh, the Dynasty, MJF, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, and Richard Holiday defending the MLW World Tag Team T- Championships against Marshall and Ross Von Erich, two guys who we'll be talking about in the upcoming weeks. Um, Texas Tornado... Good fucking tag team match start off the event. It was, and, 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 and what I love too is that it had that old school fight to it as well. It you, did. You, yeah. you, you don't see Texas Tornado f- matches very often anymore. It's kind of a lost art, and it's just it was chaotic without being chaotic. Yeah. Very structured match. A lot of old school spots. A lot of new school spots. Just everybody's just hitting everything. Good chemistry in that ring. Hell of a way to start off what was going to be a hell of a card. Um, and uh, hats off to the Von Erics because they are the new MLW World Tag Team yeah, Champions. Yeah, congrats, guys. Uh, and, and match placement is so important. We talked about that so much. And, and, and there's something... The reason why I love MLW is because they get everything right. And, and I'm going to talk more about that and, and as we go along here. The, the second match, six-man tag match, Gringo Loco, Puma King, and Septimo Dragon versus Injustice, Jordan Oliver, Cota Brazil, and Myron Reed. If those are guys you don't know, 
learn them. Yeah. Learn all about all six of those guys. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, all all those guys are just absolutely fantastic. This was a crazy match, Uh, a match where uh, we we had watched it uh, with with a few other people. Miss Wrestling Six was in the house. Absolutely. Uh, um, uh, Mel was in the house too, and and they're not too familiar with these with these people. Joe and I, you know, we we're wrestling nerds. We we know. Yeah, we know quite a bit of people out there. Although I'm, I, this was, I think this was only the second match of Jordan Oliver that I've seen. But uh, Cota Brazil, Myron Reed, we've seen them do some crazy shit. Kringle um, Loco, <laughs> Puma King, all those guys. Shout out Dragon. to Game Changer Wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they all like you knew you and I, Joe, going in, going into this match. <laughs> we knew we were going to see things that. Uh, was going to blow our minds, but there was, we see super kicks all the time. And one thing I got to bring out was <laughs> these super kicks were so deep. It just, I mean, I, I, I literally thought my, uh, Cota Brazil's Cota Brazil, yeah. head was just going to get kicked off. I, yeah, I thought he was going to wake up with, uh, or well not wake up, get off of the mat with like holding his neck like he had whiplash yeah. because he got super fucking kicked yeah <laughs> there, was, there, there was no doubt about it like it, the entirety of the of the fan base there in the in the stadium was just like whoa yeah. you know yeah it was it was definitely a nasty kick um but like you just you just saw you saw so much of everything and you know for for those who who find this as uh Nothing but high spots after high spots. You just you're you're, you're kidding yourself. I mean, this this was a good wrestling match all all in all. Good teamwork, uh, and and then the the spots, the high spots. Well, what I loved about them was that they were all flawless. Everybody was just yeah yeah. Like you didn't know what was going to happen. You you couldn't tell that they were setting things up. Uh, it was which is how it should be. Exactly. All six of these guys. I, I mean. If if it would do if you guys could see me right now, I would give them a standing ovation again because that was one hell of a match. Injustice takes the win, uh, which leads into the second uh, sorry the third match on the card. Teddy Hart defending the MLW World Middleweight Championship against A Dub himself, Austin Aries. Uh, this one right here, they had a great rivalry going in there. It was a very heated rivalry. Teddy Hart, Austin Aries, two guys that are very full of themselves. But deliver inside that ring, and uh, yet again, n- another another match where she did disappoint. This is the first singles match on the car, so you had to change of pace because now you got the participants doing all the work. Nobody is right. taking any breathers and, and shit like that. You still got the high flying, the high the high spots, but now now you're starting to get more of. The... <laughs> I get it, high spots because <laughs> Teddy Hart's fucking lit. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. All I mean, his cat's lit all the time. Um, he was higher than the highest spot of the night. There's no doubt about it. If you want to hear anybody out of their fucking mind, listen to the fucking Teddy Hart dude <laughs> talk about just talk about himself. Oh my god! You know what? If I can find it uh, through one of our our affiliate partners, if that shoot interview shoot interview is available, I will post it along with the Super Fight decks. On on the merch part of the page for episode eighty six, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is definitely uh, a must see if you're if you ever want to watch it's it's like a car wreck, 
Oh, it's, you it's, can't it's... turn away from the screen the entire time Teddy Hart's doing that shooter interview. Ricochet's in the room. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys are. Chucky T from Best Friends is in the room. He's up there doing. He, he's interviewing. He's interviewing. With oh, actually, Trump yeah, Trump, Trump Red is also in the room. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it, it was like from 2015, I think. Yeah, yeah. Drew, Drew, uh, Drew McIntyre's. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's it, fucking it, it's, weird. It's man. fucking bizarre shit, but uh, it it will definitely open a window into the life that is Teddy Hart. Uh, but back to the match, he doesn't disappoint. He's one of those guys. He talks all this shit, and sometimes it's bizarre. Yeah, but he backs it up. And you Pretty and I have both so. seen him, along with uh, with our cohorts here who are in attendance. Yeah. We've seen him take some really fucked up bumps during that match. And he got up, and he fucking gave it right back to Austin Aries. There was no doubt about it. Um, I also don't want to hear anyone complain about Austin Aries to me ever again. I had someone complain to me about how watching Austin Aries is boring. I'm sorry. Austin Aries, he's, I know he's built like a fucking cruiserweight, I get that, but you're not always going to get the same kind of fight with that guy. Yeah. And that's, that's how versatile he is. And don't get me wrong, I'm not on Austin Aries' dick, but at the same time, you can't call him boring. You just can't. So, and this, this match here Mm -hmm. is proof positive of that. If you ever thought Austin Aries was boring, watch this fucking match, in the least bit. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. So there, there was such great chemistry in, the, in that ring, and uh, yeah, it, just, it it had it had variety for like really anybody because it, it, there was some again the high spots as I said, there was definitely some uh, <laughs> there was a lot, there was quite a few receipts being being given out in that match. Um, God, we were watching by the way again Dan uh, Dan Matt versus PCO in an unsanctioned match. It's this is getting kind of hard to watch. Yeah, it's, PCO just got. Uh, it's like the reverse DVD. Yeah, onto almost. a bed of concrete blocks. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah, hell of a fucking match though between Teddy Hart and Austin Aries. Teddy Hart retains the MLW World Middleweight Championship. They keep that within the Hart Foundation. The next match featured another member of the Hart Foundation, and by way of Brian Pillman Jr. He went one-on-one against Low Key. Uh, interesting match here. Again, another one-on-one match. Uh, Low Key is not one to do a whole lot of high spots, although he can. But the, he's he's a very intriguing wrestler because it's... It's like he was one of those guys that brought strong style almost to, to the States without ever really calling it strong style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we see this one end by way of, of a knockout. Uh, I'm not sure what kind of kick that's called. I, we, that's, we've seen that in MMA before. Yeah. But he does like a flip kick uh, and it knocks out, uh, or at least TKOs Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, he wins. But uh, before before we get to that finish, uh, we see, yet again, another another good match. And uh, Brian Pillman Jr., I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it right now, here in 2019, Brian Pillman Jr. is going to take the wrestling world by storm in 2020, uh, so long as he stays healthy. True. Um, because I just, uh, he continues to improve 
more and more. I when I when I first started watching Brian Pillman Jr. a couple of year, a few years ago, he was good, but there was something lacking with him. You know, we've seen him live a few times at, yeah, yeah. at both Black Label Pro and Warrior Wrestling, but uh, seeing him in there with low key, a guy who was a seasoned veteran, a guy who usually is in control of his matches, which he was in this in this case too. Uh, hang with him, and it wasn't his prettiest match, just to say the least, but it was definitely something to build off of, and I really dug the. Um, I just really dug the fortitude that he brought to to to, to that match for Low Key, because um, the way Low Key has been booked in MLW lately, he's he's pretty much just a one and done kind of power, like a power shot, knock knock out, that's it. I mean, he he gave Low Key a run for his money, and and for that I applaud him. It was a good, solid match. wasn't the best match on the card, but I will say this: how it was booked. This is is what we're talking about. Booking matters. You go fast pace, fast pace. Teddy Hart, Austin Aries, do this match, and then the next match, it was a good filler match to go from great wrestling match to another great wrestling match. Sure. Again, this wasn't great, and I don't think it was ever supposed to be great, but it was a good, solid match for what it was. Absolutely. It made complete sense sandwiched in between those two. Yeah. Because next up, we have... Match of the night. <laughs> at least, at least I, I, it was one of my matches tonight. Tell We have Filthy Tom Lawler going one-on-one against Timothy Thatcher. I got goosebumps when you said that, man. I, th- this was the match that stood out to me immediately when I first heard the card. I, I, was, at, uh, <laughs> I was at my house... Uh, and my daughter and I were watching MLW Fusion, free on Fight TV, mind you. <laughs> 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash F-I-T-E. If you're interested in watching it for free, download the app through us. Um, sign up as a new user. And uh, you're going to get 15 bucks worth of credit on us. And you can still watch uh, MLW Fusion for free. But uh, getting back to the match... Absolutely, match of the night. Um, this was this was fucking phenomenal. Um, this is you and I have watched uh, Tom Lawler face many different opponents, yeah. different places. Sometimes live, sometimes not. Mm-hmm. He is one of those guys who clearly has an MMA background. Yeah, but he has he has succeeded in professional wrestling and continues to succeed. But I will say this. Depending on who he's wrestling, yeah, he has better matches. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, he's he's you, just happens to be one of those. You beat guys. me to that point. Yeah, absolutely. He just happens to be one of those guys, and I'm not I'm not going to fault him for it because unlike other MMA guys who have jumped ship to pro wrestling, mm-hmm. <coughs> Cain Velasquez, <laughs> well, he, I get that checked he, out. He gets it. <laughs> he gets it, and he continues to improve. Yeah. Case in point, he's wrestling Timothy Thatcher. Which I believe is for the first time, mind you. I believe so, too. And, uh, holy fuck. You have a pure wrestler in Timothy Thatcher. No slouch by any means. Up against Tom Lawler, who who tried to go full MMA on Timothy Thatcher. And did, because, spoiler alert, he busted his ass wide open mm-hmm. with a couple cross faces. Uh, which I haven't seen done 
probably since Taz and ECW. Yeah. So, to see that happen, uh, you know, cross faces when done correctly, it will fuck you up. Believe me, I've delivered a few over my life. But, uh, yeah, he got bloody really quick, and uh, shortly after that, the match was over. Um, Timothy Thatcher tapped out. I, I never fucking expected that, man. My my jaw dropped to the floor, man. It was like, holy shit, he just tapped. Mm-hmm. And and don't get me wrong, he was a bloody mess, but fuck, I never, I never thought I was going to say that at the end of the night, Filthy Tom Lawler was going to win that match. Not only win the match, but win by submission. Yeah, win by submission. Win by exactly. submission. That's, that's, I mean, Timothy Thatcher's lost matches in his career. I get that. Everybody does. Uh, except for Brock Lesnar, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. Oh, but, my God. But, uh, but Timothy Thatcher is not one of those guys that you're going to see tap out. And, no. And what what a what a feather in the cap for Tom Waller. He's he's now the guy that tapped Timothy Thatcher out. And uh, for for all the, like, the, 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 the big wrestling fans out there, that's some street cred right there if you ever had oh some. Oh, my God. All the street cred. Uh, hell of a fucking match. This is one of those matches that lived up to our hype. Yeah. And uh, it, it's, to no surprise from you and I, for Joe and I here, stole the show, the, stole the whole the whole fucking card. And uh, I'm not going to sit there and say it's match of the year, but uh, it's, it's, it's one of those that if we were going to do some kind of countdown, it's up there. Oh, yeah. It's ranked Hon- up honorable there. Honorable mention for sure. For sure. Um, and so then again, you you go to you have the, that that low key Brian Pillman sandwich in there. You do this pure wrestling match; it's an absolute wrestling clinic. And then you go to the next match. It's the complete opposite of what we just watched. <laughs> it's a triple threat or three way stairway to hell match: Mance Warner, Jimmy Havoc, and Bestia Six Six Six. Stairway to Hell, we which I was reminded the rules of Stairway to Hell. Now I remember from the old ECW days, because I believe I believe Sandman and Mikey Whipwreck fought in one of these matches before. Yes. Um, it is not a ladder match in which you you know most of us are accustomed to, where you climb and and you retrieve an item and you win once you retrieve that item. Uh, you climb and you retrieve an item, and then you use that item as a weapon. On your opponent, and by that it's a uh, it's a spool of barbed wire, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you use it on your opponent, and and you still win by pinfall or submission, no DQ, of course. Uh, this was again exactly what it was built up to be. This was a a gruesome, hardcore match between three guys who are accustomed to hardcore wrestling. I've seen barbed wire get used. In many many facets of a wrestling, a hardcore wrestling match, yeah, never have I seen it used like Bestia Six 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 did <laughs> to, to Jimmy Havoc's face. Uh, so, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Mance Warner was the one to to retrieve the the spool of barbed wire, mm-hmm. and he comes down, and at one point, Mance has a hold of Jimmy Havoc, and Bestia takes the the spool of barbed wire inserts it around Jimmy Havoc's face and turns it like a wheel. Mm -hmm. So essentially he's like sawing a circle of blood around Jimmy Havoc's face. (laughs) I was like, 
holy fucking shit, I can't believe I just watched that. And, uh, yeah, and blood ensued. <laughs> um, I wasn't, other than that spot, I wasn't too shocked because, let's face it, you've got Mance Warner, you've got Jimmy Havoc, you've got Bestia 666. If, if those guys' reputations don't precede them at this point, they're doing something wrong. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So I wasn't too, too shocked, but that spot there, I was like, wow, I've never seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this match, I mean, to, to borrow uh, some vernacular from Jim Ross, it was hellacious, man. It was just fun. It was hellacious. Uh, blood everywhere. Fucking barbed wire everywhere. Tables, tables broken. I mean, it was it was crazy, crazy fucking match, and it was exactly what you expected out of it. And that little ladder they were using, yeah. like a ringside, there was like no fucking give to that thing. Like it, they must have bounced off it like six, seven times. <laughs> fucking crazy. Hell of a fucking match. Definitely not for the the. Uh, oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> not for the faint of heart, as they would say. Uh, I, I, I dug it. Uh, for those who, uh, who want to see more of Matt Warner and Jimmy Havoc, uh, the next next taping in Orlando, you're going to fall to count anywhere match between the two. So. Faint of heart or haint of fart? <laughs> There's a name for that, by the way. It's called Spoonerism. That's what you, that, it's an official name now. It's an official name now. Spoonerism. I, you know, I, uh, I had went on a ghost tour for my birthday. And uh, we're at dinner after the tour, and it got brought up. Mm -hmm. And I was doing it at dinner with my daughter, and um, a mutual friend of ours had brought it up on his phone, and he's like, "That's what that's called. It's called spoonerisms." I'm like, "All right, well now, now I now I I no longer feel crazy." (laughs) So it's the actual thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mance Warner picks up the victory on in this three-way stairway to hell match. And uh, all three guys died that night. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk match placement again here. So, there's two matches left to talk about. One of them is a no DQ match. Right. We know this is happening. What have we always talked about before? I don't say always, but we have talked about before. About uh, not wearing the crowd down. You don't want to go hardcore, hardcore. Right, you don't. You got you got to give them that that pace. You got to give them that that cool down match. It, yeah, it should be a roller coaster ride. And that's what we're gonna get. That's what they did here, because the next match is Alexander Hammerstone defending the MLW National Openweight Championship against Davy Boy Smith Jr. And this is something completely different from what we've seen the whole night. One on one match. These guys are high flyers. These guys are heavyweights. This is a heavyweight bout. This is a fight. This is a fucking fight. Yes, yeah, exactly. Two big behemoths in the ring seeing who's the bigger behemoth. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And, and that's that that goes with everything that we've always preached here. The the, the being the ultimate variety show. Yeah. The roller coaster ride, just not wearing your crowd out because this is a long show. By the way, there was four matches that took place for the live crowd. I'm assuming they're gonna air it for a fusion on a future episode. Yep. But there was four matches that took place before the pay-per-view started. So we got eight matches at home, but at the show, you got 12 matches 12 you got to sit through. Matches. So you got to be able to find a way to keep that crowd entertained. Hell yeah. You don't want to be main event time, and that crowd is like, oh, God, another match. <laughs> you know, you don't want to wear them out because that three-way ladder match was fucking insane. And now here we go. Do something completely different. 
heavyweight fight, Hammerstone, David Wishmith Jr. What did you think of this match? I knew going into it. You look at those guys; they're just they're they're fucking two big slabs of beef, man. Yeah. What do you think's gonna happen? Yeah, you know. And I was talking to my daughter about it because she's like, "Man, I don't, I don't want to see that match on this card." Because it's just two big guys just beating the piss out of each other. And I'm like, that's exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah. If you're looking for anything different, you're fooling yourself. Yeah. They're going to go in there and do what they do best. And that's be big, beefy guys mm-hmm. fucking each other up. They're powerhouses. Mm-hmm. Guess what powerhouses do? Yeah. <laughs> so, going into it like that, man, I, w- I wasn't disappointed. I mean, they're, they're fucking... Like, they have brute strength and... It, to me, that that's what grabbed my attention. You know, mm-hmm. could Hammerstone, you know, pick up and and ragdoll Davy Boy and vice versa? And and at certain points in the match, they did it to each other. Um, and it was amazing to fucking see because let's face it, anybody that big doing shit like that to someone else that big, yeah, it's intriguing, or at least it should be. But uh, yeah, I fucking loved it, man. I, I loved that they were just beating the piss out of each other. It was a, it was just like I said, it was a fight. It was a super fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I loved again. I love the change of pace. I love that variety. You know, I, it's like taking. Uh, you know, I had that conversation with Mel and when we were taking her to her first wrestling show at Warrior Wrestling. You know, you. She understood and appreciated. She she appreciated the fact that there was different changes, different different styles of wrestling, and and to be fair, same thing to, with your with your with with your daughter. You know, I it's fair to say, hey, she doesn't want to see that. It's not her cup of tea, but you need this. Yeah, you have do. to have this. Yeah, because if you put that last match right after the stairway to hell match. You're gonna tire yourself out. The the ladder the, the ladder match is gonna take the piss out of out of the heavyweight the, match the, the heavy the heavyweight title match and you don't want that that nope. that is your main event that's your go home match you want that to steal the show mm-hmm. whether it does or it doesn't you know I don't think it did because it's Lawler and Thatcher but you want that to be the highlight of the show you yeah. want that to, that's the last show that's the last thing if this isn't WWE and Hell in a Cell. <laughs> I'm setting you up here. You didn't take it. You didn't take the bait. <laughs> it was. Oh God, yeah. It, def- it definitely wasn't. Hell we on we don't want. We don't want our crowd to go home pissed off. No. Or be like, eh, eh. It was all right. Um, Hammerstone, David Wishmith Jr. was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Two, two, two behemoths beating the shit out of each other. Um, good, good, solid match, of course. And uh, do some underhanded. Ways <laughs> Alexander Hammerstone is still the MLW National Openweight Champion, uh, but that left that rivalry. Hey, but you know what? That was another interesting facet of the match because here you have two big burly guys. Yeah, you expect one to just outpower the other, and that's not how the match ended. Yeah, he fucking he he tricked him, and he ended up using the ropes to pin him. And then you're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, it was it was amazing. It was yeah. Amazing. Left to the main events of the evening, Jacob Fatu defending the MLW World Heavyweight Championship against L.A. Park. No disqualification match. I I want to credit Jacob Fatu for 
living up to his reputation. Thank you for that, because if he didn't, because he could easily be one of those guys who's just big and lazy, mm-hmm. but because he's not like that, this is kind of what makes this match. And I say that because at one point in the match, um, I think it was a combination of the crowd kind of, you know, they know this is the last match. Their adrenaline is start to wane. But also, in the match, it's kind of slow-paced. But because, at this point in the match, La Parca, L.A. Park, is bleeding like a stuck pig. And he is having trouble getting around. Um, You could tell he's not all there. Mm -hmm. You know, he's losing a lot of blood. And someone in the crowd chants something. I don't want to say they said boring but they were definitely booing Jacob Fatu and what he was doing, because he essentially what he was doing was he knew L.A. Park was down for the count, basically, and he just kept interrupting his comeback by just, he'd go and, like, fucking kick him really quick, or he'd go and, like, uh, pinpoint a spot on his head where he was already bleeding, and he'd fucking sucker punch him, and then he'd walk and, like, pan, you know... Uh, try to appeal to the crowd as mm-hmm. a heel. Yeah. He was doing what he was supposed to do. And some of the crowd did not like that. And Jacob Fatu stopped and he went he went in the corner and he goes, I will beat this motherfucker's ass all night. You heard it clear as day. <laughs> I loved every fucking second of it. Because right after that, those fans who were, were bored or tired or whatever, they weren't bored or tired no more. Mm-hmm. They were busy yelling at the heel. Yeah. That's exactly what he was supposed to do. And... You know, you still got to see L.A. Park come back mm-hmm. and try to fend off Fatu, but um, the man and still champion Jacob Fatu wins the match. Uh, but holy shit, it was it was a fucking knockdown, dragout, slugfest, a lot of blood. Yeah, when Fatu got cut open, it, it happened at ringside. Um, you know, he he uh, he got bladed underneath the the ring. But when he came out, man, he was just... He, he, come, he, he was, comes up pretty deep. He was leaking bad, dude. And we got to credit Joseph uh, Joseph Samuel, or Samael, as Samuel. they call him. Samael. Uh, you know, Joseph, Joseph Samael and, and uh, Selena De La Renta, they credit both of them. They, they got involved, but they got involved in ways that didn't ruin the match. And that um, bump she took, I really think... She just stayed passed out because that fucking shit had to have hurt. Yeah, that table didn't break; it bent. Yeah, she got <laughs> she got speared through a table by L.A. Park. That's who she came out with. It wasn't a malicious attack. It was, it was actually meant for Samael. He moved out of the way, and then De, De La Renta took the bump. Uh, and that was due to the fact that Samael had threw a fireball or lit a fireball at the ref, at the yeah. referee. Um, How ironic that uh, Selena folded like a folding table, and the folding table didn't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was a, that was a really good bump, and that was, you know, again, yeah, that was the distraction that was needed to to win the match for LA Park, but it wasn't that it wasn't a cheap finish. It was that's a very old school wrestling style finish. Yeah, oh yeah, and it also potentially leaves it open for them to do it again down the line. 
Absolutely. So yeah, it, it this was this was an excellent way to, to end this show. Uh, Jacob Fatu retains the MLW World Heavyweight Championship, and uh, and continues his uh, his his dominance in as well as Contra Unit in MLW. First pay per view that they've they've ever put on. Now, keep in mind, MLW has been around since the early two thousands. They but the revival has been for the past two years. Sure, because they they folded, they came back. Couple other things before before I, I I finish all this and ask you the question, MLW we talked about they're doing business with Pro Wrestling Noah, oh, they're, that's they're great, doing yeah. business with the Crash. Now they announced on this show that they are officially now doing business with AAA. Damn, just add add to the uh, add to the to the fucking power that is MLW man. Yeah. they're they're doing it right. And uh, MLW is also doing, this is not as big of an announcement, but MLW is also doing a special show, Thanksgiving Nights. Yeah, they, they want to bring back the tradition of Thanksgiving wrestling. Yeah. And so, from what we understand, mm-hmm. live on YouTube for free, Thanksgiving night, you will get to see a special edition of MLW. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, you know, something to do Thanksgiving nights. If you want to, if you're a wrestling fan... Uh, just seems to be everything. Everything. It seems that they're doing everything right right now. First, first pay reviews in the books. The weekly show's doing well. They have good partnerships. Great talent. Some exclusive talent that you're not gonna see anywhere else. MLW prediction for 2020. Do they continue to rise and make themselves potentially, at, at the very least, a number three company, at least here in the United States? Absolutely. I, I think that without a doubt, man. The, the way they're going, there there really is no stopping them. The only thing I, I want to say about the, the whole situation is if there was something to arise, I would have to say it's prob- it'll probably be because... One of their partners has a problem, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying it would be necessarily because of MLW. Right. Just the, in general, have a problem. So, um, but yeah, everything is looking. Everything is coming up Millhouse for fucking MLW, man. Let yeah. me tell you. And I'm excited. I'm excited where they're going. A couple, a couple of months ago on this podcast, I said that they were beating NWA to the punch. And then NWA came out of left field and gave us completely retro wrestling, mm-hmm. how it used to be. Yeah. I still think, for the most part, MLW is still beating them to the punch. Mm-hmm. But in the way of truly pure old school studio product. No one can be beat. No one can beat NWA. Right. Um, again, we're getting, you know, we, they have a pay per view coming up. I would really like to see that go through and, and figure, you know, take notes on it because I'm really interested to see how that's going to play out, mm-hmm. what they do different, what they don't do different. And then I, I'll have a better comparison yeah. to, to what MLW is offering. But for, for right now, like, I wish these two would do business together. Oh yeah. You know, oh yeah. I really would. Speaking of all the partnerships, because mm-hmm. you would have 
in my eyes, you would have everything I've ever wanted from wrestling all over again. NWA is really close. MLW is really close. They need to somehow make that happen and work together. That's my birthday wish for this year. Yeah. Make it fucking happen. Uh, another thing that MLW is doing is that they are, and you probably see it in 2020, they'll probably even have a championship by 2020. They're having a women's division starting in MLW. That's right. That's right. Um, folks, this this company is, is not... Joe and I are never here to to push something that, that you know, we don't. There's no benefit for us, other than that we get to share our love for professional wrestling to you. Um, you can always check them out on BN Sports every Saturday, seven Eastern, six Central. The YouTube channel every Sunday. The YouTube channel does have exclusive stuff. Yes. Uh, sometimes, so please keep that in mind. And and if you don't want to do them, as we as after mentioned on the show. 2020crew.com slash podcast slash F-I-T-E. You can catch every episode of Fusion every Tuesday night for free. It costs you absolutely nothing. But if you want to get free stuff, same link, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash F-I-T-E. Become a new subscriber. Get $15 of credit on us. You can use on anything. That they you have. Could, you could use it towards Saturday Night Super you Fight. If you Saturday, Saturday, Saturday Night Super Fight. And another thing, too, if MLW continues to put out pay reviews that are 20 bucks. Oh, man. Holy shit. If they're, if you're offering me that caliber of show for 20 bucks, dude, take my fucking money all day. All day. I have no problem. You know, I, I, I have no problem dropping 20 bucks on something like that. You know, I mean, you, you look, I would, for that, I would have paid. Standard fifty dollars. Yeah, easily for that, for that show. Easily, um, because that's what that's what I'm going to pay for for AEW, and I would pay that for MLW, and I wouldn't say that I didn't do that for Bound for Glory, and I really wanted to watch Bound for Glory. I didn't do that for for them. Um, I'm just going to wait until I watched. I, I've seen highlights through Ways of the Internet. Don't ask me how I did that. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know that's something that I'm just going to wait for the streaming service to watch the entire show. But uh, yeah, it, it was it was such a remarkable show. Again, fusion every single week. It's an, it's only an hour, folks. But you know, I'm not going to talk about expansion and two hours or anything like that. What they have going for them right now, it works for them. It, it, it leaves you wanting more. They they don't have to do as many dates right now, which is, is keeping costs low. Uh, at some point in the future, sure, maybe. But for now, this is the perfect formula for them. And uh, and hopefully, some point in the next, I'd say no more than, than four months, we get another one of these pay-per-views. And, yeah. uh, uh, you know, definitely, definitely when they're in your neck of the woods, especially if you're in the Chicagoland area, Florida, New York, that's where they hit up a lot. A lot of East Coast. Furthest west they usually go is, is Wisconsin and Illinois. Usually for now, that, that could change. Uh, but check them out. Check them out. They're cheap tickets. Hell of a fucking card. Hell of a fucking roster. Uh, I, I I can't say enough of how impressed I was yeah. with MLWC. A, a plus. Fight. Yeah. A plus easy. And, and that's coming from a guy who doesn't he doesn't grade things. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't grade right. things. So. I, I know. That's big right there. That is, <laughs> that is absolutely huge. Uh, that that's gonna do it for us this week, ladies and gentlemen. But before we go, one one last thing, uh, we didn't get a chance to really talk about New Japan, 
but I I can't I cannot go and end the show without telling you how excited I haven't even seen it yet. But how excited I am to the news that Hiromu Takahashi is finally back. Welcome back, man. Welcome back. Uh, we it, was, it was so good to see him. We have certainly missed him throughout all of 2019. Of course, he was injured uh, in the summer of 2018 due to a, a really... He just, broke his neck. Yeah. He un- legit broke yeah, his neck. Unfortunate, ma- unfortunate move that happened to match against Dragon Lee. Um to see him back because you know there was there was talks of he, not only him not wrestling again but whether he could ever just be the same normal guy yeah again. walking and, yeah and yeah and just motor motor skills in general sure so. and for him to be back and it's already been announced January fifth or at least one of the Wrestle Kingdom shows I believe it, I believe it's the fifth January fifth Wrestle Kingdom Takahashi Osprey IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship on the line yep yep. Uh, the upcoming upcoming episodes, we're going to talk more about New Japan, of course. But um, I just want to leave it at that. I just I have to just express my excitement and and just absolute just thrill to know that Hiromu Takahashi is coming back. I don't know if he's going to wrestle before then, but January fifth is not that far from now. I mean, welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. And again, on that note, we're going to end the show. Um, as always, catch us on social media, facebook.com slash 20x20crew is our main Facebook page. Uh, you can come and talk to Mad and I on Facebook in our group, facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk. Uh, we are available on Twitter. Come hate tweet us at 20x20crew on Twitter. Uh, we are available on Instagram. Uh, you can send us your favorite wrestler's nipple pics or, uh... You know, shots from live events you've been to. What, whatever you want to do. Uh, no dick pics, please. Yeah. Uh, just nips. <laughs> Instead of no flips, just fists. No dicks, just nips. <laughs> you beat me to it. Instagram.com. I smell a t-shirt happening. <laughs> Instagram.com slash 20x20crew. Oh, my God. Uh <laughs> Where else? Uh, guy, I can't think now. Full frontal all over again. Full frontal. Um, uh, September we are, 9th. We, we're on YouTube. Uh, in the coming weeks, we will we will talk in depth about the Good Brothers Tournament that is going on right now. Um, <laughs> it's going to be part of the following contest, which is our exclusive YouTube content. Please go over to our YouTube uh, channel. Hit that subscribe button and... Uh, and let us know you love love what you hear on there. Um, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube will take you directly to the YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button one more time, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, of course, our home on the web, 20x20crew.com, where you can find uh, all of our past episodes, links to our, our exclusive content, which is free, by the way. We're not one of those podcasts that uh, demand Patreon money from our, our listeners. I think that's horseshit. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, our our exclusive shit is for free as long as you head on over to YouTube. And, um, again, be on the lookout for the rest of the Good Brothers Tournament, first, first ever. And uh, please, if you're looking for something fun to do, Visit the the episode page for episode eighty six. That's this episode, 
and go order yourself some super fight decks and battle each other. I, I guarantee you, you will have a fucking blast. Uh, I've played it here with Matt before. I still want my rematch. <laughs> we actually came up with a title belt in the whole nine, yeah. We, we have to have a rematch for that belt. He better have that fucking belt. I know he doesn't listen to the podcast, mm. but God damn it, I, I, I do want a shot at that goal. <laughs> um, so that's it for us uh, this week. Episode 86 is in the books. Uh, we got good brothers on the, on the horizon here. Uh, but until next week, I have been Joe. You have been Matt. We've been full frontal for you. And ladies and gentlemen, you've been fucking awesome. Until next week, we will see you you in the the ring. This episode of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew is brought to you by GameStop. GameStop, where you can buy new and used video games, consoles, and accessories. Got games you no longer play? Trade them in for cash or credit towards a new game to add to your collection. Become a pro member and save even more money on your purchases, trade-ins, and even get special offers not available to everyone else. If games aren't your thing, GameStop has a wide range of toys, apparel, board games, and other collectibles including pop vinyls, including exclusives not sold anywhere else. Visit us at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash GameStop to find out how you can get started. And remember, power to the players.